the smell of men it like really turns us on right it helps us to trigger our desire for sex hello and welcome to the feminine as fuck podcast i'm your host monica yates a period and icf certified women's life coach and i help women to harness the power of their period and connect to their feminine flow in these episodes we will be talking about all things periods hormones confidence health food money sex business feminine flow your brain energy and all the stuff that goes through our heads You will walk away from each episode with new chicken nuggets and truth bombs, as I don't have a filter and I love talking about all the shit that people are thinking but too afraid to say. Does anybody else have those, like, cups where you just love drinking out of a certain cup and there's just, like, something about the way the cup is and... I don't know. I just, I have that cup right now and I literally washed it. It was in the dishwasher and I was like, no, I need to drink my tea out of this cup. Anyway, ladies, welcome back to my podcast. I, it's kind of my realization after many of you, actually not many of you, but a couple of you have messaged me saying, Monica, have you ever tried to slow down your voice? You sound drunk. It's so funny. And I know I'm a fast talker, but I've realized, you know, the fact that you guys can't even slow down my voice because I sound drunk is kind of like discriminating against the people that can't listen to fast talkers because they struggle with that. So I am really trying to slow down my speech so that more of you can understand what the fuck I'm saying. Because I know many of you that listen to this, like speed your podcast up like times two, which I do. Um, but then there's some of you that don't. And so then because you can't make me slower, you're just basically fucked. So I'm really going to help you guys out and I'm really going to try and talk slower. So you might need to speed this up. Now I pulled a card for all of us, um, which was so fitting. I was just, I literally just asked for a card that was going to resonate with everybody listening to this podcast episode. And I got deep replenishment, retreat, rest, be held. And I feel like this is so fitting for this time of the year. Oh, let me know if you guys want me to do like moon pulling cards in terms of like on the podcast I could do like a card, an explanation for like the new moons and the full moons or something like that. Let me know. Or maybe I can just do it on my Instagram and do like a little IGTV. Can you guys please let me know about that? I always wonder like what you guys want because I'm happy to do whatever. Um, Anyway, and I feel like this is really fitting. So a lot of people are getting tired this time of the year. They're getting run down. It's coming up to well, Halloween in America. It's coming up to that Thanksgiving time, holiday season, all that stuff. And people are getting burnt out because they've been going and going and going for the whole year. This is a reminder to all of you that if you are not taking time off, and no, I'm not the perfect at, the, at perfect at this at all, but I am really working on this as well. If you are not taking time off, start doing so because we're going to talk about today about how men can actually help bring your cycle back and boost your hormones. And one of the main reasons is that they help to reduce stress via hormonal pathways, which we'll talk about in a second. And stress, when you are like having all of this cortisol released, it is going to fuck your hormones like no one's business one. And it's going to fuck your sex drive. Okay. It is like the ultimate killer of your sex drive that is cortisol. So really focus on deep replenishment, ladies, doing the things that fill up your cup. Maybe it's massages, going for walks, like reading a book, meditating, whatever it is, drinking cacao and really start to do more of it. And not just, and people often are like, oh, but I meditate in the morning. But if you meditate in the morning and then go straight to work and have like a really stressful day at work, it's not doing anything. You need to actually be 
controlling your stress levels all the time. And part of that is also reducing your stress response, because if you are responding with fight or flight in every scenario, that's not going to be helpful, whether you've meditated for an hour or for one minute. So that is that. Um, but I'm getting way more into my magic and making lots of witchy potions and everything, which I love. So let me know if you guys want me to talk more about my witchy potions and the new moon and full moon and pull some cards during my podcast episodes. Now, before we get started as well, I got the biggest compliment this morning, which some of you are going to be like, that's the lamest compliment. But to me, it was really big in, if I had to choose any other job, it would be a lawyer, but like one of those ones where you like find out, like you kind of like get all the evidence towards the baddies or whatever and then you like yell at people in court that's would be my my other job if I wanted another job um anyway like really unleashing that fucking wild woman hey um then I got an uber this morning and he was like what's your job are you a lawyer you look like a lawyer and I was like no but I will take that as a compliment thank you so much and then he was like okay that's fine yeah like what's your job and I was like actually I am a period coach and a life coach for men and women and he was like yeah that's definitely not a lawyer is it And I was like no it's not a lawyer anyway that's my story for today and it was a massive compliment to me because I although people that are like generally in my field are like more on the hippie vibe I am not more on the hippie vibe I love corporate I love dressing up looking corporate I love going to an office space I love having an office um anyway so that is me um oh yeah and actually with that I've talked about this maybe I've mentioned this before in the podcast but so many of us kind of believe that we have to choose like one version of ourselves either the hippie or the corporate like one style of fashion like how many of us would grow up and we would think that we would have to choose one style we didn't want to we wanted to like some days be hippie and like some days be like casual and other days be grungy and then some days be like really feminine and it was like super hard to choose yeah don't fucking choose part of being a woman is accepting and loving and appreciating all of our sides of ourselves, all the sides of ourselves. Now, a number of you have also messaged me saying, and someone has messaged me right before I did this podcast episode, I rec- right before I clicked record, about can we do more podcast episodes on the archetypes? Um, I totally get that, ladies. It's not high on the priority list because I actually talk about the archetypes in depth in Queen Alchemy, which has just started. If you want to join late, I mean, you can join late, I guess, if you want, but you will have to just catch up on like a few of the calls. Um, So we actually talk a lot about the archetypes in Queen Alchemy. That's why I haven't done a podcast episode about it. So if you really are wanting to learn more about your archetypes and get more embodied in them, then I would check out Queen Alchemy. I can do an archetype episode 100%, but it won't be till next year because I've planned out like all the episodes for the rest of the year on what I'm talking about. Okay, let's jump into today's um, topic. So Today, we are talking about how men can help you with your hormones and getting your period back. And then also, like, why so many of us feel like men aren't wanting to take the lead anymore. So in terms of men helping with our hormones, we know that men, obviously, if you are in, I'm just going to talk about this in terms of like a heterosexual relationship. So you're attracted to men um, and then you can swap this. Actually, I don't think you can swap this because this is about hormonal like it's about pheromones yet you can't I don't think you can swap this because it it would actually it would only it only works if you were a man in a same-sex relationship then it would work but not for your period and your cycle so this is going to be the heterosexual relationships so basically the smell of your man you know how like men when they're sweating they feel like they smell so delicious and manly and you're just like oh my god I want like rip your clothes off yeah so (laughs) the smell of men 
it like really turns us on, right? It helps us to trigger our desire for sex and it boosts your hormones because your sex drive is increasing. And then because it's increasing your serotonin and your dopamine and your um, oxytocin, this will reduce your stress, helping you to get your period back. So basically when you smell a man, you get a surge of your luteinizing hormone and this then re- this then like relaxes you and it increases your arousal making you want to have more sex and orgasms so basically in other terms having a man around you with that delicious manly smell and you got to remember that if you are on the pill it's going to dysregulate your smell receptors so you'll be attracted to uh, different men generally, because, and which is not ideal for having a really healthy baby. You want to be attracted to a man that has a different immune system and our smell receptors hunt that out. How cool is this, right? Like, it's so fucking cool. So basically, the smell of a man will drive you to ovulate, which drives you to seek sex, which leads to you then smelling more and further boosting your fertility. So it is there is a correlation between like a man's smell and us getting a man's smell, obviously boosting ovulation, boosting our sexual energy because our desire for sex increases. And therefore your fertility is also going to increase because all the dopamine, serotonin and oxytocin, it's helping your body to reduce stress and reduce cortisol levels. And those things plummet your sex drive and plummet your fertility. So all the dopamine, serotonin and oxytocin is fantastic for fertility because it's also helping to regulate your cycle. And if you have a regulated cycle, you will also know when you're ovulating. Therefore, you know when your chances are to fall, when your chances are the highest to fall pregnant. Um, so males don't make females fertile, but males make females want to have sex, and it's the females wanting to have sex that keeps females optimally fertile. Sex is really important for both men and women, okay, and it's really important for our cycle. So the traditional and somewhat kind of sexist male view of evolutionary um, biology is that sexy looking females are fertile females, but we actually have to add the extra dimension from the latest um, neuroscience, so brain science, that it seems the lustful females who continuously are in their sexual energy and therefore they are choosing to be sexually active, they are the ones that are more fertile. It is not based on this model um, about how conventionally pretty you are, but it's more actually based on how sexually driven you are. And that is going to help you optimize your reproductive chances. So in short, ladies, when you smell your man, you get a surge of LH. This is a relaxation and arousal response. It makes you to makes you want to have sex. Then you smell your man more because you're having sex with him, right? Then it just increases this whole drive. It's going to support your cycle. It's going to help your fertility. It's going to help your ovulation, right? And then you're gonna the chances of falling pregnant are more are more are more um more what's the word more. Hi, that's not right English. The chance of falling pregnant is more likely. This does not mean like, oh shit, I don't use, you know, any hormonal birth control. Does that mean that by me having sex, I'm going to fall pregnant? Like, because I like smelling men. No, you have to know your day of ovulation. 
what happens is a lot of women that struggle to fall pregnant, this is just some women, not everybody, they actually don't even know the day of ovulation. And so they're having they're having sex on all fucking random days. And that's why they're struggling because like there's no point having sex in your fucking luteal phase because the egg is gone. Like if you've ovulated and you've missed the window, you've missed the window. So if you don't know when you're ovulating, that's really going to delay the process of you falling pregnant. It's really important to know when you're ovulating. So this um, this, what I'm talking about here is going to help you have more regular cycles, which therefore means you'll have a more regular ovulation and you will be ovulating every cycle then. Cause some of us don't even ovulate every cycle, especially with stress. Um, so this is going to be really important to make sure that you're having, um, cycles where you do ovulate every cycle, therefore increasing your chance of falling pregnant. If you want to fall pregnant, if you don't want to fall pregnant, well then that's fine. No one, no one you ovulate and then avoid that time of sex. And if you need to, um, if you don't understand what I mean, then you need to go listen to podcast episode. Let me check. You need to go listen to podcast episode eight. You can't get preggers at any time. That will explain everything. Okay. Okie dokie. So that's the main thing with how men are going to help you. And, and I kind of started being like questioning, like, Hmm, I feel like men have a role to play in this because when I got my period back for the first time, when I got it back after I came off the pill, I was in a relationship with a man that definitely knew how to please me and, um, both in the bedroom and emotionally and, and whatnot with, you know, giving me flowers and taking me on adventures and whatnot. And, um, and don't worry, guys, he had plenty of mummy woundings. That did not last. Um, point being, I got my period back when I was with him. And my gut told me it had something to do with him. And the reason why I say this is, like, obviously, I was really happy in the relationship. But most of the time, I was really happy in the relationship. We were having lots of sex. And because we were having sex, I was having orgasms, which was helping to reduce my stress and regulate my hormones. Right, Orgasms are so good for regulating your hormones. It was helping my body to just to have more energy circulating around my ovaries and my womb space and my vagina. So things were kind of like sparking up. And obviously I was bringing that brain to vagina, cervix, womb, ovary connection back into play, which is what was lost for so long with being on the pill. So that's kind of where my, like my mind was like, Hmm, I feel like there's something there about men helping women get their period back periods back. And also like when you're around a delicious, sexy man, you feel sexy, right? And if you're feeling sexy naturally, because you are feeling like high vibe and positive, your hormones are going to be way better because you've got more serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin in you. And when you've got this, your body feels safe as well. You're not going to be secreting fucking oxytocin if you're running away from a saber-toothed tiger, right? But you'll be secreting oxytocin if you feel safe and comforted and protected and provided for. So that's why like hugs, even with friends, are so important because they're important for your health, right? Dopamine, laughing, being happy, serotonin, you know, all that sort of stuff. They, it's not, they, they often talk about it in terms of like, it's just good for your overall health, which it is, but it's also really fun fucking good for your cycle and for your hormones. Um, so if you are struggling to get your period, it doesn't mean you have to go on a manhunt to get a, like uh, get your man back. But if you are in, get a man to help you, but if you are in a relationship, really start to, to bring out your sexual energy. It will take work in the beginning, especially if you have no libido. So you need to start to cultivate your own sexual energy. Your sexual energy is just your breath. Like it's just breath. It's just life force. It's just your energy. So you can start to, you know, get your sexual energy, um, getting through your body literally by, you know, doing some naked dancing. And as you start to cultivate this, and if your man's coming home from the gym or you start to communicate with your man what you really desire him to do, 
him starting to fulfill these desires that you have is going to awaken more of that sexual energy. It's going to make you more turned on and it's going to help you with your hormones and getting your period back. Um, so that's kind of like a, like a little overview of how men can help you with getting your, your, um, your period back and, and getting your cycle on track. And LH, your luteinizing hormone, is also really important for triggering the female sex sex drive. So because when you smell your boyfriend, husband, partner, you you actually get this surge of LH, that LH is going to help trigger your sex drive as well. Um, now, George Pretty also found that male sweat not only affects women's levels of calmness, but it also affects women's fertility levels as well. And that wasn't all. So women, so after the women were sniffing the chemicals in a male in male sweat, they also felt much more aroused. And the science found surges in LH hormones in their brains far greater than the non-sniffing control group. So this shit that I'm talking about isn't made up, ladies. Like this is fucking science. LH, luteinizing hormone, is such a key building block for your sexual desire, and it plays a really important role in you, in you actually um, triggering ovulation. So if you don't have enough of this LH hormone, you are not going to be having this, this, the um, dreamy sex life that you want to be having. Um, the smell also of your male partner does help to trigger ovulation, um, which will also make you more relaxed because if you're not ovulating, you're also not going to get that delicious boost of estrogen. Um, and then like the drop off of estrogen, if you are, um, if you're not ovulating, what can happen is that you actually just hold on to all this estrogen in your body and then you get really fucking frustrated because you basically got all these PMS symptoms because your body hasn't released the estrogen after ovulation because when when you go through ovulation you ovulate you get a rise of estrogen and then it drops off but if the estrogen hasn't dropped off it stays in your body which actually is really dangerous as well in terms of estrogen dominance but you'll also find that you'll have like the most raging pms i not exactly ideal for your sex drive um so and then obviously with your um ovulation it's important to ovulate because of estrogen dominance if you're not ovulating you're going to be your body's going to be reabsorbing the estrogen which is so freaking dangerous for your hormones for your ovaries for your future baby for your baby like if it's if you're nearly about to have a baby as in like full pregnant um all that sort of stuff okay now the second part of um the episode that I wanted to talk to you guys about is I was talking about it with a client the other day and she kind of like, we were talking about it in a conversation and about the inconvenience wound, which I have previously mentioned, I think, or maybe it was on my Instagram. Basically the inconvenience wound is this wound that a lot of us have in society that us women have of like, I don't want to be an inconvenience to other people. Someone will offer to like pick you up and you're like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. Or they'll say they'll skip something so that they can come help you do something. And you're like, no, 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 like it's okay. It's okay. That's like this wound of, I don't want to be an inconvenience. Now, because we have this wound, plus because men have this wound that women are like, um, well, not necessarily, actually it is a wound, basically over time with us like suppressing them and with us kind of being so dogmatic towards them. Your man not taking the lead and therefore you're not wanting to talk about it because you don't want to be a quote-unquote inconvenience, your man not taking the lead actually may be him wanting to not intrude because like, think about how many times, oh, maybe you don't even know this, but the amount of men that will say, like, they wanted to talk to, to a woman, but they didn't want to intrude, or they didn't want their friends to be like, ah, oh, fuck off, like, we're in a conversation. Uh, so many of us women, and it's us being wounded in our feminine and being majorly wounded in our masculine. Hold on, I need a sip of tea. 
I'm trying to talk slowly, but I'm so not, am I? I'm talking quickly, aren't I, ladies? Ah, <sighs> sorry. Okay. Okay, so it's this combination of us women being wounded in our feminine and in our masculine. And that's why we can be really dogmatic towards men. And this is obviously a generalization. So us being dogmatic towards men can make men kind of feel um, really squashed. And a lot of men are so afraid of being the bad guy or they're afraid of being accused of being too pushy or too forward or sexually harassing a woman because these things are so common because we are, we actually are really oversensitive these days to be really fucking honest. We are so oversensitive about everything that it's kind of fucking annoying because it means people are so worried about hurting other people's feelings that we're all walking around eggshells. But do we feel good walking around our eggshells? Fuck no. Do we get things across that we want to say? No. Like our lives aren't as good by walking around our eggshells. But men feel like they're walking around our eggshells majority of the time with us women that are in our wounded feminine and wounded masculine because they're so worried about us biting their balls off. They're also so worried about being accused of something that they haven't done because we are so oversensitive and also because you know, sexual harassment is everywhere these days. I feel like it's easy to go sexual harassment when, you know, maybe there was a misunderstanding. Maybe you didn't draw a boundary. Maybe he got mixed signals. I am not excusing rape or like actual cases of sexual harassment. What I'm sharing, ladies, is the amount of men that actually feel like they can't do their jobs as well because they're so worried of a woman turning around and going, you sexually harass me and them getting slapped in the face with a lawsuit for sexual harassment. And that's the fucking truth. Um, And like, this has literally come from men telling me this and it breaks my heart, right? Because that's not fair on men. That's not fair for them to feel like we're going to slap them with a lawsuit. Um, and this is also partly our responsibility of drawing really, really strong boundaries and not just drawing boundaries verbally, but also energetically. Like if you're walking in with an aura that is like you are not walking in with like a queen aura, you're walking in with a very wounded aura, other men that are in their wounded masculine, their subconscious is going to love that, pick up on it and like get something out of it. But if you are walking in there as a healed feminine woman, as a queen, there ain't no time for dickheads, right? Only high quality men will be attracted to you. Only high quality men will come up to you. But what's really important is that you have to do the work to be that woman. And we actually talk about this quite a bit in my episodes with Dom and Brian, part one and part two, they're just a few episodes ago, um, about this. And it was a really good discussion of like both sides. And it was kind of like a, like a, not a debate. It was, it was, it was like a debate, but like a good debate. Like it wasn't heated. It wasn't anything like that. It was just like different sides and it was super interesting. So if you haven't listened to that podcast episode, I would highly recommend that you go and listen to that. But men right now don't want to be put down anymore. So a lot of men may actually be afraid to take the lead in the relationship, sexually especially, because they don't want to be seen as putting pressure on you, right? Like a lot of women, you know, they also, like if we're not taking charge of our sexual energy and of our boundaries, let's say your husband or your boyfriend like makes a move one night, if you say yes to that and you let go along with it when you don't want to, that's not his fault. He cannot read your mind. That is your fault because you weren't putting up a boundary. Rape, that's different. That's not your fault, okay? That's a different story. If you did not say no, okay, this is actually like a clearer 
um, communication of this of this area that I'm trying to talk about. If you did not say no and you went along with it, but then afterwards you were like, you were being pushy, babe, that's not cool to put that on him. Then in the future, it's very likely that he won't make any advancements on you because he'll remember that time where he felt like um, really bad for, uh, for, for quote unquote pressuring you. And then you'll come around and go, why don't you ever make sexual advancements anymore? And he'll go, well, because of that time, three years ago and two months, three and two, three years, two months ago, whatever, when you said X, Y, and Z, you'll probably go, what the fuck? I don't even remember that. But he remembers that because ladies, men want to please you. They want to make you happy. And when they don't make you happy and you tell them about it, they fucking remember it because they feel horrible. They feel fucking horrible, okay? And it makes them internalize the thought of like, I'm not good enough for her. I should leave. She deserves another man that's better. And that's obviously not what we're meaning, but that's how their brain works. So it's really important that in your relationships, in those moments where you don't want to have sex, that's totally fine. Draw a boundary right then and there from a loving space. Not, do not say, fuck off, Instead, you want to be saying, babe, I love you, but I'd actually rather have a bath tonight. Would you mind running me a bath? That would make me feel so good. And then he's still giving to you and you still get to receive, but you're just kind of like moving his awareness to something else. Think of it kind of like, you know, they say with like children, don't say no to a child. Instead, like move their attention to somewhere else. Let's say they're like crying over like a toy. Just give them another toy and then they're like sidetracked on this other toy. Kind of same thing with, with with a man. Like don't say no about sex. Just say that you'd rather a bath and ask him to run that instead. Um, so, you know, by having these energetic boundaries as well, it also means that like, he doesn't feel like he's been accused or put down. So he will make a sexual advance later, but it's also like really your responsibility ladies to communicate these things and, um, and share these boundaries with, with people, but also know these boundaries within yourself so that you know your boundaries. If you don't know your boundaries, you won't be able to draw them. It's as simple as that. So literally I'm going to ask you all the question, what are your boundaries? If you're like, I don't know, then you need to work on them. You need to make a list of your boundaries. Now, with boundaries, understand the difference between boundaries and not allowing any space for human error. So what I noticed a lot of people also doing, a lot of women also doing actually in the personal development world, world, this is a woman thing, I'm talking to all women out here, um, is that we get so into this mentality of like, I only deserve this man. I deserve nothing less, which is true. Like we all deserve a fucking king. We all get to have that. And we're also humans. We make mistakes. So if your man does one thing wrong and you're like, nah, fuck this. I'm out. I deserve better. Like that's actually not being cool. Like that's not being nice because you're not letting him make mistakes. And I'm very, very sure that you do a trillion and one things to piss him off. And he doesn't go, fuck you. I deserve a better woman. So why would you do that to a man? So notice also if you have such strong boundaries, and I'm saying this because this used to be me, notice also if you're having, and actually John told me, watch out for this, Monica. Like she's like, he was like, you're fiery. I know you have strong boundaries and I love that about you. And just make sure that you're allowing for human error. And I was like, thank you, John. And I am going to get John back on the podcast. Make sure you guys are watching my Instagram stories because I'll pop up a question box that we can ask John questions about and whatnot because that episode got such amazing feedback thank you all um maybe we should do like an Instagram live with him and a podcast what would you guys prefer I'll put a poll up um anyway beside the point point being is if you so so yeah 
if you are in that mentality of like, I deserve X, Y, and Z, and these are my boundaries and nobody's allowed to cross them. And if you cross them, that's it. You're fucking out. That's not cool. You want to allow like fluidity and movement and flexibility as long as it feels good for you. So if you love somebody and they make one mistake, like if you love them, you're not going to like be like, no, fuck you, you're out. So just kind of notice if they're boundaries or if they're you being a bitch, because there is a difference, right? They're, they're not the same thing. Having boundaries does not make you a bitch. Um, but you can become a bitch if your boundaries are so strong that you don't allow for any human error. So just notice that. Okay. Um, so they're kind of like, Oh, what else can we do around, um, helping your man to feel like he can take the lead one second. Okay. I'm just drinking my green tea. Um, so other things that you can also do is invite him to take the lead and really share with him how it makes you feel when he does take the lead. Let's say, for example, you come home one night from work and he's cooking dinner on the stove. Oh, what a dream. Share with him how amazing it feels to walk through the door and smell like butter chicken on the stove and know, oh my God, my king is making me fucking dinner. Yum. And how much it turns you on. And like how much you fucking love it when he does this and how much you just want to like rip his clothes off because you just get to relax and be cherished. Trust me, when you say, when you like give them positive feedback, they remember that. Their their brain goes, oh, put that on the list. I better remember this for next time. So he will know he gets brownie points when he does this for you. So he will continue to do it. However, If you come through the door and he hasn't made dinner and you walk in and you go, babe, why is it whenever I come home, you never make dinner? Do you know what he does? He shuts down. He diverts to something else. And or he goes, yeah, I am not good enough for her. She deserves a better man. I need to leave. And he just feels squashed. When you say that to a woman, we go, oh, okay, I better make sure I actually make dinner next time so I don't get yelled at. Men don't do that. Men just go, I need a, like, she deserves a better man. I'm going to save her the hassle and I'm going to leave. So it's real. And and he feels emasculated. Like that is major emasculation. And I'm going to do a whole other podcast on the art of emasculation, but that is like emasculation to its finest. And he will just feel like he is just like dying in a fucking hole. So you don't want to do that to him because that's also going to squash the polarity for the two of you. And when you come home, you want to be ramping up the polarity, not squashing it. Um, so that's really, really important as well. So making sure that you're always giving positive feedback, that you're telling him what you want him to do. And this is, but even more than that, this is about you needing to actually feel safe enough to release your control and to get rid of this anger and wounding around men. So much of the work that I do is actually around releasing anger around men because so many women that I see that are in their wounded feminine, actually like their overactive wounded masculine is actually because they have so much anger and bitterness towards men. And that's how it comes across. And that's why they emasculate. And that's why they're dogmatic towards men. So it's really important also that you have so much love, like deep love for men and deep love for you being in your surrendered, healed feminine. Because ladies, life is so fucking delicious when you are in your healed feminine and it is not so delicious when you are in your wounded masculine. So really, really make sure that you are feeling safe enough to release control and also safe enough within yourself to have those boundaries and trust yourself. 
and like not take things too to heart. If a man like opens a door for you, don't fucking be like, oh, that means he thinks I'm weak. No, it's mean he's being a fucking gentleman. Or if a man is like, you look really nice today, don't take that as sexual harassment. Take it as a fucking compliment. Like you also need to learn when to draw that line and like get people's vibe, like start to really tune into people's energy. Obviously, like if you watch The Bachelorette in Australia, like that Jess guy on, um, this is Angie's season. I don't know what season it is, but he got kicked out on like episode two. He was such a creep. Like his comments, comments were not like, being a nice gentleman. That was a disgusting creature, right? That was just gross. Like, I don't even know whether you could call that wounded masculine. That was just like, I don't even, that wasn't even like human. Anyway, what a creep. But then like some of the other men on the show were way more in their healed masculine. You know what I should do? I need to like make a like IGTV of like going through all the men on the bachelor bachelorette and then like sharing like where their wounds are or like what is healed about this person's character and not healed would that be really fun I feel like that'd be really really fun it would mean that you have to kind of all be able to watch The Bachelorette which if you live not in Australia you might not be able to um but maybe I can like show snippets I'm going to try and work, I'm going to talk to Shelby about that and try and work that out. Anyway, so, um, yeah, knowing people's energy as well. And like, if a man says to you, you look beautiful today, take it as a compliment. If he goes like, your ass looks hot as fuck. Like, that's obviously a bit like, okay, unnecessary. Do you know what I mean? Like, understand the vibe of like, was that a creepy vibe? Or was that like a, like a vibe that I'm there for? So kind of just like notice that difference as well, ladies. Okay. Okay. I'm going to leave it there. I hope that kind of helped you guys to understand a bit about how men can boost your sexual energy and your cycle back on track and your libido. And then also about how, um, you know, men not wanting to take the lead, um, and men not wanting to intrude is kind of a wound that we need to start working on for their sake because it's kind of we've kind of not we kind of have caused it we have caused it a lot of the um I was actually talking about with my dentist yesterday super random what was she talking about she was talking about um oh how the Megan Markle thing and how that interviewer on the Daily Mail I think it was actually said how are you and she was like you are the first person that I've asked I have goosebumps um and how, like, you know, women are just, like, expected to do X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. And then we were talking about her husband. Oh, yeah. And then, like, she had postnatal depression and how so many people are, like, afraid to ask for help. Um, and we make it as weak and whatever. And then we were talking about, like, yeah, that whole weak thing of, like, we are weak as women. We've put that on ourselves. Like, men don't think that we're weak. Women think that we're like we think that we are weak, and so we've created a lot of these own wounds. Men haven't created these wounds. Yes, there was a time where you know after the witch hunt and everything that women you know obviously lost our power, but for a lot of history, ladies, women had you know equal power, or if not because of their sexual energy, more power. Um, so we have created these owned wounds and these own beliefs of like we are weak, we're not strong not men. Men are like, um, you can push a fucking human out of your vagina. Pretty sure you've got the strength thing down pat. Um, I don't think they want to trade places with us to, to be honest. So a lot of these wounds have come up ourselves and that's why it's our job to heal these wounds, not men's job. They have to do their own work, but they don't have to do their work about women. We have, and actually speaking about the witch, 
um, hunt. I'm so fucking excited. When I was in Aspen, I did the most amazing witchy photo shoot. Like, ladies, next level witchiness. Uh, the most amazing witchy photo shoot with my friend Alexis, who was on the previous podcast episode. And, um, and these photos are, like, fucking outrageous. And they are for my Witch Womb Wisdom program, which is going to be coming out mid-November. And it is going to be such a witchy program, literally like casting spells, how to read tarot, money stuff, archetype stuff, witch wombs, how to make like potions, chakras, like a whole pile of like energy clearing stuff. It's just going to be like witchy vibes all the way, which is going to be so much fun for you ladies to get into over that Christmas, New Year's break. I thought it would be a really nice time. And then it's kind of like you guys could like get your own Christmas present or you could buy it for your daughter or your friend or get your mum to buy it for your Christmas present um which should be really beautiful as well we'll we'll make sure that we put together a little like Christmas package where you will get like if you want to buy a Christmas present for somebody else um we can organize like something where you get all the details but then we send the present to her on Christmas day if that makes sense um so like in the in the correct time zone and whatnot um so keep a lookout for that because it's going to be so fucking amazing and as per usual it will be open and then it will be closed so if you miss out on the round I don't actually know when I'll next open it it's probably wouldn't be open until like very late next year again um so make sure you get on that as well because it's going to be so fucking juicy I'm so excited and so witchy And I know so many of you are really into this witchy stuff, but your family isn't or your friends aren't um, and you may, you know, you feel a little bit like alone in that arena. This is going to be a really beautiful chance for you to be able to meet so many other women that are all about this witchy stuff. So I really recommend that you get onto it. Um, And oh, for all of my, I might actually get her to do it in the witchy one as well. I might get her to do it in the witchy one. But for all of the programs next year as well in 2020, I have got an epic added bonus of my magic woman will do like like um, monthly moon kind of guided uh, little videos for everybody. Just understanding like so that, she, so that um, you can all understand like what your energy might be like throughout the month um, or throughout the, the moon cycle so that you can just like get more into the witchy vibes all year long so if anybody joining a program next year that will be on the cards for next year and for my one-on-one clients of course um okay well I will talk to you all shortly I hope you loved this podcast episode as per usual I would love for you to share it and to write a review I've got over 125 reviews which makes me so fucking grateful I saw it the other day and I was like holy shit balls um, and over a hundred thousand downloads, ladies, like I cannot believe it. Um, actually it was one, 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 zero, zero, zero the other day, which was super cool. Um, so I would really love for you guys to write a review. It's just helping other women find me, um, and friends and like so many of your friends have found me through my podcast and I would love, love, love to hear what your takeaways were about this podcast. If you want to just send me a DM so that I kind of know what you guys are vibing about the most, because I'm trying to get more organized in terms of like editorial calendars. So I know like I can do everything ahead. So I'm not stressing. So it's really good for me to know what you guys love hearing about the most. So I can talk more about that. So please make sure that you send me a message because it allows me to then know. And if you don't send me a message, I don't know. Um, Okay. Have an amazing rest of your day or your evening. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.
Well, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you got lots of chicken nuggets out of today's episode. I would be really, really grateful if you'd be able to leave me a review and a star rating that you think is appropriate, hopefully five. And if you could share this podcast so that I can help more women live a life of flow and ease, I would be so fucking grateful. Make sure you tag me in it on Instagram so I can personally thank you because I know so many of my clients have found me literally because their friends have posted about my podcast on their Instagram story. And I just want to help as many women as possible. So by you sharing it, I would be so fucking grateful. And I'm sure your friends would be too. If you do want to work with me, please do check out my website for all those details. And of course, you can DM me on Instagram with any other questions. If you have any podcast things you want me to talk about, any ideas, any feedback, I am always open to it. And I always love hearing what you guys have to say. So please don't hesitate about that either. I will catch you on the flip side. Have an amazing day or night wherever you are. 